Welcome to the 400 level. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, live from Poolside at the Jedi Enclave, DJ Rayton. What's going on, man? We made it. We made it, and we're going to make it happen. Uh, shout out to everyone that's here. Shout out to everyone that is watching us online. I'm sure I look like an idiot, but uh, I'm ready to get it in. Let's do it. But that's all part of the fun, though. Yeah, man. You know, if, if we didn't look like an idiot right here in front of people, they would probably not even pay attention or, or stay tuned in with us on Facebook Live. Yes, sir. So uh, this is the first ever live recording of the 400 level from Poolside, like I said, at the Jedi, Jedi Enclave, my own home. Lots of people in attendance um, celebrating a birthday this weekend. Happy birthday, Andre 3000, Frank Thomas, uh, Jeff Bagwell, Astros fan over here. Jeff Bagwell had a birthday yesterday, so uh, happy birthday to all those folks. But more importantly... Happy birthday to you, man. Happy 40th. Well, I was going to try to kind of skate around that. No, nah, nah. happy 40th birthday to Bo. Hey, let's do a round of applause for Bo. Everybody feeling good out there? There we go. We got a little bit of making some noise. The reason you know? that we're all here, happy 40th, man. So, uh, once again, I'd like to thank everybody for joining us. Let's get this thing on so we can get our party on after we cut off. Let's, uh, let's throw it around. Who's on first? What's on second? I don't know. Is on first. You know the guy's name's on the baseball team? Yeah. Over here. Who's on first? Yeah. I mean the guy's name. Who? The guy's playing first. Who? The guy's playing first base. Who? The guy's playing first base. <laughs> Who is on first? Why are you asking me? I don't know. It's time to throw it around on the 400 level. So today, Tone, I think we could actually maybe take this first guy and make him into athletes, dads doing stupid stuff. Absolutely. As for some reason, LeVar Ball has made it back into our mentions and our podcasts and the media. So LeVar Ball apparently coaches an AAU team. Is this correct? Yes, yeah. Coaches an AAU basketball team um, out in California. And uh, they had the misfortune of running into some of the Compton AAU players and uh, had a little bit of trouble last night. Don't you have some uh, LeVar Ball sideline hype-up speech? Absolutely. You, uh, I'll Drop run, that. I'll Drop run that, that right now. Fast. So LeVar Ball sounds in a, in a sideline, side-court basketball hype-up speech about like he does when he's trying to talk to the Nike and the shoe companies about his uh, son Lonzo's shoe deal. Like, I, I'm not too impressed well, what by makes his this, coaching antics at all. What makes this really, really sad is that he is speaking to 12- and 13-year-old young men this way. I, I don't know if you caught that in the, uh, the, the footage I just shared, but he says, I hate, when, I hate when you get all this press because you come in here with your Jordans on and you don't know how to play. And he was like, you need to stop getting dunked on. I mean, where's the coaching? Where's the leadership with these young men? And, uh, by the way, the final score last night was 109-57. to 57. Uh, They lost by 52 points. 52 points. Wow. And uh, he also is wearing a T-shirt. Uh, the coach is wearing a T-shirt that, that says, stay in your lane. Not stay in, <laughs> no. not stay in your lane, but stay in your lane. Really educating now, the uh, – Now, see, that's the best part about this whole thing is that LeVar Ball has the audacity to wear a shirt that says stay in your lane on it. When he has not done that from day one. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's actually stepped in front of Lonzo and taken control of this kid's life. And we, we seem to talk about it every week like I alluded to. I, I'm kind of just ready for LeVar, LeVar Ball to go away. I bet Lonzo is too. We need to kind of look this up and see how many of those $500 pair of tennis shoes they've sold. Well, he says sales have been moderate. 
Uh, but uh, you know, that's him saying moderate. So I bet it's been in real, real, real it's, times it's, terrible. It's sold four pairs. So let's move on from Lavar Ball. So we talked last week about how we're in SEC country, and nobody ever talks about baseball. But the SEC uh, tournament has been going on for the last five days. The SEC championship is today, and I probably would not be talking about it myself if my own LSU Tigers weren't taking on the Arkansas Razorbacks in the championship game. Now, LSU and Florida split the regular season, so they are co-champs of the SEC regular season. Right. This game today is going to mean very little as far as seeding for the national championship tournament. They're both going to host regionals, so really all we get out of winning today, if we win, is bragging rights and an SEC championship trophy. However, there's a certain momentum that comes out of doing very well in the SEC tourney, and LSU has definitely picked that up. I believe they have uh, mercy ruled not only one, but their last two opponents. They beat South Carolina yesterday afternoon in a seven-inning mercy rule, 11 to nothing, two days after they kicked the crap out of Kentucky, 10 to nothing. They've played 14 innings of baseball across two shutouts. Two straight mercy rules for the LSU Tigers. Congratulations, fellas. That's very, very impressive. So Mike Vick supposedly is going to be an Atlanta Falcon again, if only for a day. Okay, okay. Mike Vick coming across yesterday, actually in the studio at 19 on the game, as first reported by Knox Bardeen. Mike Vick plans to sign a one-day, one-week deal with the Atlanta Falcons so that he can retire an Atlanta Falcon, not a New York Jet, not a Pittsburgh Steeler, Wants to retire a Falcon. Now, I'm not sure. I don't see a Hall of Fame career out of Mike Vick. So what do you think really would be the point of even retiring with a certain team as opposed to another? Well, I would say that Mike Vick's tenure here in Atlanta is where he made his name. Um, Unfortunately, he was also a member of the Falcons where he went down the uh, path of the criminal situation, of course, with the dogs that, uh, you know, unfortunately is going to be his infamy. Um, But I would say looking back at uh, Michael Vick's career – Atlanta Falcons is where he should retire, and uh, I'm glad they're making that happen for him. I agree that, you know, if he had a chance of going into the hall, that's why people want to retire with a certain team, is it not? I mean, what would it matter if he retires a Falcon or if he retired a Pittsburgh Steeler? Right. Unless that's the jersey you want going into the Hall of Fame, and I just don't see Hall of Fame career when I think Mike Vick. Nope, that's not going to happen. But uh, I think when he looks back on his legacy, first and foremost – very similar to Deion Sanders. Uh, Atlanta Falcons is what should come up first. Well, it is. I just don't know that it's going to matter to a whole lot of people, to be frank. Now, Mike Vick was back in town last year whenever the Falcons did their 50th anniversary game and whatnot. Uh, Mike Vick and Roddy White were the last two Falcons to, to come out uh, to the halftime celebration. Mike Vick got a, an astounding rise of applause from the, from the fans, so he still has a lot of love here in Atlanta. And I'm not saying nothing you know, negatively about Mike Vick. I just don't really see the point in all of what he's doing right now, if not just to bring more media attention on yourself. You know what? You cannot put a price or any type of value on peace of mind. And uh, if he wants to go into his later years uh, knowing that he retired as an Atlanta Falcon, I say uh, more power to him. So you think he's looking for closure? Absolutely. That, I mean, see, I can dig that. I can get down with that, and uh, I'm okay with that, actually. If, that, if Mike Vick's looking for closure and wants to retire in Atlanta Falcons so that he can be at ease with God or whoever it is that he prays to, I'm okay with that, too. That's fine. Now, now speaking of the afterlife, the pop culture and music world lost another icon yesterday as Greg Allman dies at the age of 69. Yeah, uh, Greg Allman, um, obviously, uh, you know, just a, a classic rock icon from uh, the 70s, uh, obviously a member of the Allman Brothers. And uh, we are playing a little bit of a whipping post here in the background. 
just music that is synonymous with, um, you know, retro, classic 70s sound. And uh, he will definitely be missed. I died at the age of 69. I believe he was uh, living at the time in Macon, Georgia. And uh, everyone knows the Almond Brothers. Uh, definitely will be missed and uh, a sad loss. I'm actually seeing the Almond Brothers and Greg Allman live once. Uh, down at Piedmont Park about four years ago, Dave Matthews and the Almond Brothers wow. had a concert. And of all the concerts that I've been to in my life, I've never seen 60,000 people descend on Piedmont Park. It was a sea of people. I was fortunate enough to make it down to the front Right. by the time Dave hit the stage. Greg came on and sang a couple songs with him, I think maybe Sweet Melissa. Um, I looked behind me, man, and it's just a sea of people. You've never seen anything like it to see 60,000 people all singing together folk song style at a Dave Matthews and a Greg Allman concert. So uh, he will forever be missed. R.I.P. Greg Allman. And that's going to bring us to what Tone's spinning this week. Definitely, man. Well, I just I just want to say a shout out to, you know, the Allman Brothers. Uh, I have some uh, really, really good friends down in Valdosta, Georgia. Hopefully they're listening to the show today. And um, they were the original ones that put me on to Greg Allman and the Allman Brothers. And, uh, you know, I definitely became more connected with this style of music, this sound of music, by connecting with those people. And uh, when I got the news, uh, Greg Allman passed yesterday. It was uh, it, it hit me in a certain way. And, uh, you know, the music will live forever. So uh, rest in peace, Greg Allman. There you have it. We got a, a packed show for you today. We're going to have some fun. We just came out of a rookie draft for the Use the Force Football League, which is the, the fantasy football league, a dynasty that we're all a part of, most of the people here at this party. We're going to bring uh, our, our reigning champion on the next segment, Tommy Clark. Tommy! With the uh, championship belt to kind of talk about how the draft went. We're going to give – I'm going to give my analysis since I traded away both my draft picks. I had no dog in this fight today. I'm going to give my analysis on who I thought made the best pick, and I want you all to do the same. We'll be right back from Poolside, live at my 40th birthday party. You're listening to the 400 level. Yeah. Welcome back to the 400 level. Bo Johnson, Jermaine Johnson, yeah. live on the internet, poolside from my 40th birthday at the Jedi Enclave. I want to thank everybody that's tuning in on Facebook Live. Do we have anybody tuned in on Facebook Live? Well, there are some people. Uh oh. All right. All right. Shout out to y'all people. Y'all are freaking awesome. That is awesome. Thank y'all for following us on uh, iTunes. You can reach DJ Raytone at DJ Raytone. You can follow me. I am at Jedi Sports Radio. You can follow the show at 400 Level Radio. You can also like our page on Facebook. That's the Facebook page feed right there. Appreciate y'all if there's anybody on that one. Make sure you go check us out. Uh, you can download the podcast on Apple Podcasts or on SoundCloud. All you have to do is go into the little search mode, type the 400 level, just like you see right here. By the time you get 400 spelled out, it's going to pop up because there aren't any more, to my knowledge. Very nice. Also, uh, we appreciate all the shares on Facebook and um, all of the 
feedback Get and follows feedback and love too. on Instagram. Things have been great. We love it. So as I uh, alluded to earlier, we just came out of our fantasy football rookie draft for the Use the Force Football League. Joining us right now is reigning champion Tommy Clark and co-commissioner. What's up, champ? Living the dream, sir. Living the dream. Living the dream. I heard that. So the way that this thing went down is last year was Jermaine's first year in the league. Yes. Jermaine ended up playing Tommy in the Super Bowl. Tommy won, so y'all actually had I got, the I got, bla- I got blasted, actually. You did. You did. Yeah. Yeah, I wasn't going to bring that up. But. No, I, you know, I own it. I own it. And, uh, you know, shouts out and congrats to Tommy for uh, putting that whooping on me and uh, carrying that beautiful belt he's got. So if y'all want to zoom in on this beautiful belt, it is, and you, can, you can zoom in on both sides from somewhere if you want because, you know, my name's on there a couple times. <laughs> but uh, anyways, so y'all had the 11th and 12th pick. Now, Tommy, you actually had traded up for a pick in the first round, did you not? Yes. Yes, I did. What was the first pick you ended up having? You ended up having, let's see, number five. I think you had the fifth. So you pick, had five fifth. and twelve. Right, I traded you actually. So uh, how do you feel? What'd you take with those two picks, and how you feel it went? I thought it went really well, actually. Actually, I, I take that back. I had the first, I had the twelfth pick in the, um, and then the second round. And so um, I uh, I was really upset that Giannis took Deshaun Watson before I could get him. Uh, so that was a little disheartening, but other than that, it um it went real well. I was able to get a uh, running back uh, out of Texas that wound up going to Houston because uh, I think Lamar Miller's a bum. And Foreman. And that's right. And so uh, I hope he does. That's a great pick, actually. Years. That is that is a great pick, and I don't know about Lamar Miller being a bum. Yeah, but, I don't know about that. Uh, once we get a healthy Lamar Miller on the field, I think he can make an impact. So I'm still willing to want to trade for Lamar Miller there, Brian, who's operating my Facebook feed. So. Uh, Jermaine, who'd you get at number uh, – you had 11. So, who'd you get at number 11? Tell me about your pick. Um, I got the uh, Hunt uh, running back for the Kansas City uh, Chiefs. Uh, I feel like he will be uh, – he's in a great situation to possibly start now. Uh, Andy Reid tends to run a run-heavy type of offense. Um, so, I feel really good about that pick, man. And um, I feel like I've got somebody who can contribute immediately. So, do y'all think – who do y'all think overall, aside from your own picks, but since y'all both originally had later picks – I ended up trading my pick away for a dice roll on Martellus Bennett to help me in the playoffs. It did not work because he did zero in the uh, the last few weeks of the NFL season. Who do y'all think had the best pick aside from y'all's own, maybe in the first five, six, seven picks? Uh, I was actually very impressed with one of our camera guys. I thought Brian Weeks made some uh, solid picks. Um, also, we had a Giannis who was not here to make his own picks. Uh, he got auto-picked, and I, I thought he came away with some good guys as well. So. So Giannis, Giannis at number 10 gets Deshaun Watson. Now, this is new to me. I wasn't in there. I thought that Giannis might have actually phoned that pick in, but he just got auto-picked Deshaun Watson. No, he did. He phoned that No, in. I thought he phoned it in. Yeah, okay. so he actually te- yeah, he texted in. Right. So. right. All right, so Brian, with a pretty obvious pick at number one, takes Leonard Fournette, which that could be debatable which one you'd take at number one overall. Unfortunately, with that pick, that means he was last in the league last year. And then comes back and takes uh, Dalvin Cook at the fourth pick. So you got to uh, – a nice little pair of running backs to go for the next few years. So uh, that's looking pretty good. Who do you think uh, made out like a bandit, Tommy, if anybody? I'm still going to go with Brian on that one because he was able to get Perrine out of Washington. And so he has three great running backs. And in a league where you need running backs to be competitive, I think he's going to have a great team. If not this year and two years down the road, when some of these other running backs that he took as rookies get a lot more playing time in two years down the road. Assuming that these guys get more playing time down the road is the big caveat there. Now, I got nothing wrong with the Fournette pick. I got nothing wrong with McCaffrey. I just believe that these two guys are on the wrong teams. Now, if you take Fournette and put him on Carolina, and you take McCaffrey and you put him on Jacksonville, I actually think that their fantasy value gets boosted trifold. 
That's why I'm not sure. Like, if I had the number one pick, I might have gone with Fournette. I can't believe there's so many people in a fantasy football league that is a dynasty where touchdowns count as six points. I can't believe there's so many people that are sleeping on Deshaun Watson. Right. Deshaun Watson is in the very most perfect situation as a rookie quarterback, as the Houston Texans have the probably most, from front to back, consistently solid team in the league minus the quarterback position which has totally killed them this year i think they can be instant contenders if deshaun watson just doesn't turn the ball over right well it's interesting you mentioned the turnovers because despite all of his spectacular numbers that he had in college one of the things that kind of yeah yeah, he's he's a he's a little bit of a turnover machine so i don't know if he's going to be completely ready to start and go in and produce. Oh, he's going to be there. I mean, it's not going to be Tom Savage. Tom Savage is not going to start game one for the Houston Texans. Okay. Unless something major happens, you know, in training camp, which I guess that could happen. But You know, the speed of the game changes when you uh, when you get into the professional league, uh, ranks. Um, going back to Brian's picks, though, one of the reasons I was impressed with some of the picks is that he now has trade bait. He can make some moves now. He, yeah, uh, true. He, 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 he's got some versatility now that he did not have. So, um where the four net number one pick is not a you know a foregone conclusion, I, I saw his vision from the beginning. Yeah. So it's all about having depth. Now, in a, we, we have you know a couple running back spots, a flex spot, whatnot. You definitely have to have the uh, depth at the running back position. Quarterback's just the highest scoring position in our league is the reason why I might have gone Watson. I sure as hell would have taken him way before pick ten. Like if I still had pick number five and not had traded that pick away. If McCaffrey's off the board, Fournette's off the board, I take Watson as high as three in our league. Okay. Right. But okay. And that's gonna also going to be based on, you know, the makeup of your own roster as well. I have the best quarterback in the league, TB12. I have uh, Marcus Mariota as a backup and the heir to the throne. But to have Deshaun Watson in there would actually give me some, uh, some insurance for the next few years. Assuming he works out, and he might not. That's the thing about rookies. You have no idea if they're going to play how often they're going to play and how well they're going to play. So Right, exactly. And you say you have the best uh, quarterback. I'm a Tom Brady guy, but uh, I think the champ would have uh, something different to say about the best quarterback because Aaron Rodgers, he definitely rode Aaron Rodgers last year to a championship. So. And I appreciate you trading him to me as well. Yeah, that's uh, – that's uh, yeah, he, you know, I, I love the shade. I love the shade, but that's <laughs> very, very correct. Um, I was looking at the future, and Aaron Rodgers did not have a shining first half of the season. But, man, he picked it up. Second half of the season and definitely in the playoffs and uh, to my demise. I mean, I think that if you're if you're starting over in a dynasty league this year, right now, I think Aaron Rodgers has to be the first quarterback off the board. I mean, Rodgers, Brady, Breeze, you know, it's all debatable who the best quarterback on the field is going to be. When we come back in the 400 level, we're going to talk some NBA finals. 92 the games, uh, Deshaun Tate, our basketball guy, is going to uh, come down and sit down and join us. When we come back, we're poolside. Yeah, yeah. Happy birthday, 3,000. And happy birthday, Bo. Yeah. Welcome back to the 400 level. Bo Johnson, Jermaine Johnson, coming at you from the Jedi Enclave. 
Duluth, Georgia, still north of the perimeter. Nice, pretty day. Having a birthday party. Thanks for joining us. DJ Raytone, how you feeling so far, bro? Man, I feel great. I'm right by the pool. You know, the kids are having a good time. We got some beautiful people in the building. Shout um, out to beautiful people. We love you guys. That's got- when y'all make noise. Like yell or something. There we go. We got members of our uh, fantasy football league here. The league's here. And uh, it's, a be- the league. it's a beautiful Memorial Day. A shout out to all the servicemen, both active duty, reserve, past, present, future, uh, Memorial Day. Um, I am an Army vet myself of eight years. And, uh, you know, let's not forget the reason that most of you all are getting a three-day weekend um, for all of our servicemen and women that fight for our right to be free here in America. And you know, Memorial Day was uh, is recognized as a holiday to honor our fallen heroes and their families. So if you have lost someone, a loved one, or a friend, you know, uh, love, mom, dad, sister, brother, does not matter, thank you yes. for, uh, for continuing to fight and to be there, and thank your loved one for dying for our country. We appreciate it, and uh, we appreciate all of these servicemen and women who are still in the uh, the armed forces. We would be not be anything without y'all. Stand up and salute when you see that American flag. Yes, yes, so, red, white, and blue. Thank you also for joining us on Facebook Live. We appreciate that very much. Thank you for following us on Twitter. You can hit DJ Raytone at DJ Raytone. You can hit me, I'm Bo Johnson at Jedi Sports Radio. You can follow the show at 400 Level Radio on Twitter. You can also go to and like our Facebook page, who we are live on from the tripod over there. Appreciate you liking and following the 400 Level. Thank you very much. Download the show on Apple Podcasts or SoundCloud. Leave us some feedback. We are grown-ass men. We can handle negativity if you got anything negative to say. We love the constructive criticism. We only get better. Uh, Shouts out to Sean Mims. Shout out to... All of our loyal listeners, uh, Tommy is here. Marta listens to the show a lot. We got a lot of loyal listeners, and uh, we only get better if you all share the feedback and the love. Thanks, thanks to Brian Weeks too. Brian, do you listen, Brian, or are you just want us to recognize you? You have officially been shouted out. You have to listen now. <laughs> is that like feedback from someone? Oh, wow. Okay. Thanks, Facebook. That comical's good, I guess. Any feedback is welcome because that means you're listening. Absolutely. Yeah. So there you go. So we're going to talk some NBA finals now. Now, for those of you that listen to the show, you know that we just went over this stuff like three or four days ago. Uh, DJ Raytone has dubs in six. I have dubs in seven winning it at home. Now, Tommy's going to disagree because Tommy, I guess, yesterday went to Walmart and became a LeBron James fan. <laughs> Love the shirt, man. So we're not going to beat that NBA Finals matchup up again. We're going to at least wait till they start. So on our next podcast, we'll at least have a game to talk about. So DJ Raytone had an awesome idea for how we could bring the NBA Finals into today's podcast. Yeah, so uh, what I wanted to do is, you know, kind of in the spirit of the fantasy football draft that we just had, uh, I wanted to look at both of the rosters, the Cleveland Cavaliers roster and the Golden State Warriors roster, and have somewhat of a draft um, and basically come up with the top five players that will permeate and will contribute positively to this year's result in the NBA Finals. And, um, you know, I, I definitely wanted to start off. I'm going to count down from five to one. Uh, my number five guy that I, you know, if, if we were drafting – players from both rosters would be uh, power forward extraordinaire of the Golden State Warriors, number 23, 
the enigmatic and very polarizing Draymond Green. Um, he he is a guy that I feel does a little bit of everything for the Golden State Warriors. He's a Swiss Army knife for that team. Um, he's actually been playing above his statistical output for the regular season. He stepped his game up in the playoffs, so he would be my number five. What do you think about that? My number buff? five, I, I like it. I like it. Okay. I, I don't even have Draymond in my top five, but you're you're the basketball guy, and I'm just like I'm just like the guy. Okay. So no, I wouldn't say that. I got Clay Thompson as my number five. Okay. Okay. Uh, so apparently somebody likes that. Brian Weeks, appreciate you again. Thanks a lot. Okay. Uh, so uh, you with the Clay Thompson thing, where, where are you coming? Where are you coming now, from? Now let me with that? let me let me make sure that uh, let me make sure. Well, I mean, all I did was look at points per game, rebounds per game. Okay. I've got I've got cats that are great in every statistical category. The only thing I do not have, and let me see if I fall into the parameters of, of what you're trying to do here. Do I have to draft somebody from every position? Because as it no. stands right now, no. I don't have a center. No, no. But you, I think that my team could compete. You definitely are just drafting the five. You you feel the five best players of the NBA Finals. So Clay Thompson clearly makes your top five. He would probably be my number seven guy, to be perfectly okay, honest okay, with you. Okay. Um, okay. He really hasn't been playing great basketball so far in the playoffs. With that being said, he's due. But uh, I just think Draymond Green does a little bit of everything for the Golden State Warriors, and he is arguably the second best player. I'm sorry, the second most important player on that team. Deshaun Tate in the house, ladies and gentlemen, uh, of 92.9 The Game, basketball expert. All right, all right. Um, Deshaun's going to come sit down with us right quick. Did you hear from the parking lot, Deshaun? Welcome, by the way. Appreciate you stopping by. Hey, let's give Deshaun a round of applause, y'all. All right, all right. Thanks for having me. Yeah, bro, absolutely. Did you hear kind of what we were doing? A tiny bit. Okay, well, I can, I can kind of re- rewind a little bit. So what we're doing, we're doing the top five players that you – would draft or that you feel will be most important or most vital to the NBA Finals. So basically you're looking at both rosters and you basically are coming up with the five most important players. Uh, we're counting down from five to one. Um, I have Draymond Green, power forward extraordinaire, does a little bit of everything for the Golden State Warriors at number five. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bo has Clay Thompson, um, shooting guard, one of the greatest shooters of in league history at number five. I know you really haven't had time to come up with your five, but uh, if you could, on the fly, maybe think about you know your five guys. Uh, we'll be doing number one. We're counting down for five to one. Well, for right now, um, if we're going from five to one, uh, I'm, I'm not sure I'd go as far as saying Draymond Green. He's probably mo- the most important piece okay. to all of this. Um, but I'd, I'd probably say Clay uh, Thompson okay. in that situation uh, in which he's going to be a, a very critical piece, obviously, uh, guarding the LeBron James, who I would imagine would be starting out on LeBron, uh, first and foremost, who always kind of guards the uh, better player on the opposite end. The, so the best perimeter team. player on the opposite team. Right. Yeah, well, even, and even sometimes, you know, from a, from a small forward sure. uh, position, then I would probably say Clay Thompson at, at number five. He could go four, be my four or five guy. Wow, wow. But I think that he's going to be very critical just because of the fact that they can – uh, adjust the matchup so well and yes. other guy put other guys I mean you have Andre Ugudala and guys like that that can right. also switch out when Clay Thompson uh, is not guarding LeBron and kind of take a little bit of pressure off of him because he's a three point specialist so he doesn't have as much responsibilities on the offense and defensive end. Right. Makes perfect sense man. I, I can't argue with that. So who you got number four? Uh, my number four man is uh, Kyrie Irving. Um, I got Kyrie um I thought he did an amazing job, uh, not necessarily rescuing the Cleveland Cavaliers in the Celtic series because they were they were going to do fine in that series anyway. But 
in that game four when the Cleveland Cavaliers were sputtering a little bit, he really took it upon himself in that third quarter to really, really choke the Celtics out, 21-point quarter. And then after that, LeBron really put his signature on the game, you know, closing out the Celtics and then obviously had an amazing game five, eliminating the Celtics. So Kyrie, uh, who many people consider the Cleveland Cavaliers' closer, I have him ranked at number four. All right, so I also have Kyrie ranked number four. So we're going to agree on that one. And I'm just looking at 24.5 points per game right here. So he's going to be number four of all the players that or uh, that qualify. Sean, you got, what, would you, what would you go there? I'll take Kevin Love because he can space out a little bit. Uh, he will definitely be every bit of reliable piece on uh, for, re- for rebounding, defensive and offensive. And I think we've all seen some of these – Long stretch of passes, almost looking like a quarterback. Oh, man. I mean, it's just pinpoint accuracy with those outlet passes, indeed, definitely. Indeed. And so with him being able to um, kind of – at least I like to think that he's probably the, the best uh, passer in, yeah. in regards to inside-outside, getting everybody involved in deep passes and on outlets and stuff like that. I think I'll take Kevin Love at number four there. Yeah, and he's coming in playing great basketball. Uh, he's shooting very well from the three-point range. Um, also, a thing with Kevin Love that must be mentioned, you know, he was injured uh, in the first matchup between the two, didn't play one second in the 2015 NBA Finals. Last year came in, was dealing with a little bit of a concussion issue and was really starting to find his way. This year he comes in completely healthy and ready to lay his imprint on uh, the 2017 NBA Finals. Uh, number three. Number three maybe. So, so can I – Sorry, can I, please. Now, yeah. I, I would assume – that these next three players for all three of us are going to be the same three players? I would say so. Uh, it depends on what type of order we're going to have the, the three in. Um, I would imagine that would almost be the same, too, because it almost kind of seems quite obvious to me. Now, let's, let's see who, who you got at number three. Uh, I'm, I may surprise you guys. Uh, I do consider uh, this gentleman probably the second best player in the league, but in this particular matchup, in this particular series, uh, I'm going to rank Kevin Durant number three. Um, Kevin Durant is obviously – you know, a nightmare matchup for the opposing defense. Um, he's a guy that can score 25 points, 30 points a game in his sleep. Um, more importantly for the Golden State Warriors, he's been a presence defensively. Um, he's got yeah. that long frame. Um, when they decide to go to their quote-unquote death lineup, you know, he essentially is their, their biggest guy on the court. I know Draymond is the one that will probably be playing center, quote-unquote, but Duran is the one that will be protecting the rim. And um, – I believe he's number three in this uh, in this scenario. Uh, you know, he also missed 22 games during the regular season, and the Golden State Warriors during that time really, really started to hit their stride. So that's why I have him ranked number three versus number two or number one. I got KD also, and I'm looking at 25 and eight. And if you can get 25 and eight out of my third best player, I think I'm going to be doing pretty good. I mean, and he does it very efficiently as well. Yeah, I like Kevin Durant. Yeah, right here, um, obviously because you know when when you're talking about a guy who can do so many different things. And and I know that that almost sounds like Draymond Green all over again, but from a position where he can score the basketball and, and be confident yeah. scoring the basketball. And it's it's been taking a little while. I don't think a lot of people have really paid much attention to how long it's taken uh, to get kind of acclimated in what Golden State is trying to do. And yeah. now it almost seems as if he's extremely comfortable, as comfortable as he was in OKC between not just scoring the basketball but just the camaraderie and, and the chemistry that he has uh, with the other guys on his team. 
That's a great uh, point. Just learning how to, you know, set everything up, how the sets are run, making sure that they're not just done but done fluidly, and even speaking up and speaking out a little bit more in comparison to how it was when he first kind of, you know, came in uh, and he was kind of taking a backseat a little bit, learning some things from Draymond Green, learning some things from Steph Curry. Now he's kind of teaching some of the other guys, especially in the front court with assistant Draymond Green, and I think that's a, one of the biggest reasons why I have him at number three there. That's great. There you go. And um, also, uh, you know, I think the time that Kevin Durant spent injured, he was able to watch the machine continue to flourish and continue to do well and even play maybe a little bit better than they were playing prior to him getting hurt. So I think with him being able to take a step back, get a different perspective, and then be able to come back and chime in and be a part of the system, I think gave him different perspective and uh, made things uh, even more fluid. All right, so who you got number two? I think, it's gonna be, I think we're going to have the same guy again. Yeah, I'm, I'm rolling with the two-time reigning MVP. Uh, Steph Curry. Um, I am no way, shape, or form saying he is a better player than Kevin Durant, but I think with what he does for Golden State, I think is it makes that team go. I think everything's around what Steph does. Uh, he is probably the greatest shooter from a marksman or a pinpoint standpoint the league's ever seen. I've never seen anyone be able to shoot as well as he does off the dribble. Um, an underrated facet of Steph Curry's game is he's a great passer as well. Um, I think that's something that separates him and Kyrie Irving where I would I would prefer Steph Curry over Kyrie. I think he's a better passer. He plays the passing lanes extremely well. He's not the greatest one-on-one -on -one defender, but he is a good team defender, so I would have him at number two. So at uh, five and a half uh, assists, 5.6 assists per game, Steph Curry is is number two in assists per game of all the players that qualify to the player who we probably all have at number one. I got Steph Curry too. You know, he's going to bring you 28 points a game, six assists. You know, he's even going to chip in, you know, four or five rebounds. So, I mean, why not? I mean, it's a foregone conclusion for me. What right. You, what you got to Sean? I think that uh, <laughs> I, I want to go, you know, I, I really hate that I, I didn't put Dre, because it's tough for me when you're talking about Draymond Green. Uh, still have Kyrie Irving out there as far as on my list. Right. Um, LeBron James uh, and and um, I think Steph Curry. I think that was the the, the four. Right. Um, I think it's a one A and one B between the two guys that make the Golden State Warriors click. And I know that we're not talking about a list of six. It's more of a list of five. Yeah. Right. Um, but I think it's even between Steph Curry and Draymond Green because without Draymond Green, realistically, I don't think that Golden State it doesn't will, work. Well, no, it doesn't work at all. Agreed. And I don't even think that they really come close. We might be talking about Cleveland four two minus Draymond Green in this position where we were talking about last year. I want to say it was Game Five. You didn't have him, and that's where the tables just completely turned. That's where things turned. Exactly. So, yeah. um, but you also have to have. Uh, your three-point specialist and a scoring specialist and somebody that's probably have one of the highest IQs in the NBA, which is Steph Curry as well, and some of his deep shooting that doesn't need much of an explanation. So 1A, 1B, or 2A, 2B. Right? I like that. Yeah. Uh, I like I that. I think I'll go with the combination of Stephen Curry and Draymond Green. So we had a, we had a question from the peanut gallery over here, or, or it wasn't a question from Facebook Live. A little bit. Why didn't they have Green? Last year? Yeah. Well, he got into a little bit of a skirmish. I understand that's a rhetorical question. But uh, he got into a little bit of a skirmish with LeBron James. And also, he was coming off of a situation in the conference finals uh, with Steven Adams. I think he kicked somebody in the f Okay. All right. Uh, that, 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 would be, that would be fair. But uh, it, it happened. It wasn't a kick. It was, uh, it was the a LeBron flail. James. A flail. It was a flail. It was the, it was the Le LeBron James. I think it was more of an uppercut getting up off the ground that time. Are any of you concerned that any of those antics might play out in this series? Of course they will. 
I'm I'm not. I think I think Draymond Green will be as close to a choir boy as far as the the non-basketball antics as he can be in these finals. He understands that his absence last year had a lot to do with the outcome, and he will write that wrong. With as much hype as going that is it is already surrounding this series and has been hyped up for the entire season as these were the two teams that were picked at the beginning of the year by everyone. If some of that doesn't come out in Draymond Green, I think that something's going to be wrong here because that's part of him. That's part of his passion, and he's going. They they need that to be able to beat the Cavs. I believe I believe that too. You know, Draymond Green is going to be Draymond Green. He's not going to change up who he is now in a situation where we're talking about uh, potentially losing the series because of his absence. He's still going to play aggressive. He's still going to um, you know be rough and be physical and kind of be that frustrating guy defensively the same way we kind of saw Dennis Rodman the, uh, when he was with Chicago. Yep. He's not just going to completely change everything about himself. Now, I don't think he'll put himself in a position to where he will get suspended again, um, but I definitely think that he's not going to have what happened last year on his mind and then kind of play uh, more passive or change the way that he plays as a whole just because he's afraid of getting suspended because now you have Kevin Durant in that position to where – um, you know, he can kind of come in and fill the void, and I think that it will make it all that much better for Golden State if he can keep a, a sane mind, although frustrate LeBron and other guys, uh, and still be able to get some, you know, go, going after getting some wins. Yeah, I don't think he's going to kick anybody in the cojones, but uh, you might see him step on somebody's toe or something. Tom, you got a question over here. That's not he what said, that, he no. said. 2A and 2B. 2A and 2B. Yep. Well, he, he took them both because we're taking five players. Well, I mean, you got to remember. Said six. I know we only said and six. And he was also at a disadvantage because he joined the conversation a little bit late. So I, I think kudos to you for making sure that you expressed how important Draymond Green is to what Golden State does. Well, and not only that, but also the fact that I think it's really even between those two. That series is not a winnable series for the either one of them. Right. Uh, I mean, w minus either one of them. I hear. I understand um, what you're so saying. So from that aspect, I like to think that uh, you have to put them – Two, uh, two A and two B, and I don't want to jump the gun a little bit, but I think the consensus from most people is probably LeBron James at number one. It sounds like it probably Agreed. is, unless anybody left him off the list. No, no we, that we, wouldn't. Okay, okay, so. would not do that. Uh, LeBron James is, uh, you know, generally considered the finest player in basketball and has been for some time. Um, he is the key to whatever Cleveland Cavaliers do. Um, I believe last year he led the entire finals in every statistical category. Uh, I expect that type of imprint on this series as well. Um, I am picking Golden State to win the series, but it certainly won't be because of anything that LeBron James doesn't do. So we've got DJ Raytone, Dubs in six. I've got Dubs in seven. Sean, who you got? I'm going to go Dubs in six just because of Kevin Durant. Right. Honestly, the, the way that we've been seeing things shape out with uh, Cleveland, would it surprise me to see Dubs in, in five just because of the Kevin Durant wow. situation? No, I don't think it'll be a stretch at all. Um, but I will give an extra game uh, to Cleveland in which I, I think it'll, that, that extra game will be close. I think that they'll blow out Golden State one game, um, and I think that they, will, that they will win a very close game at home. I think they'll get one on the road uh, in, in Oakland. Got it. 
There you have it. DeJounte, thanks for joining us, man. We appreciate man, you. appreciate Give you, Give out man. some social media info so our uh, our listeners here and our yeah, listeners definitely. at home can uh, come find you, bro. Uh, at Tate's Take Sports on uh, Instagram as well as um, as well as on Twitter. Um, on Facebook, all that good stuff. Got really good podcasts going between college basketball, the NBA draft, um, some professional basketball as well. Uh, 92.9thegame.com. That's where a lot of different articles, podcasts can be found. Called hitting the hardwood with me and uh, and Gordon um, Gordon Robinson. So be on the lookout for that. Yes, sir. Yeah, appreciate you, bro. We That's come awesome, back. Man. We're gonna find out where you at. Yeah. Welcome back to the 400 level. Bo Johnson, Jermaine Johnson. Yeah. Chilling, poolside. Birthday number 40. And I, I will go ahead and accept this fact. But let me be honest with you, though, man. I feel no different than I did three years ago, and I feel better than I did 10 years ago when I turned 30. So, I mean, that's got to mean something. Do your knees feel the same way? Oh, my knees are great, bro. Okay. okay. I get little, I mean, I've gotten like little, you get little shooting, little twinges when you're in the gym sometimes. But, I mean, no, I'm. I'm cranked up to play softball again this summer. I realized this the other day when I was contemplating all these years that I've been alive. Right. I've been on a diamond every summer for 35 years. Okay. okay. And still live for it, man. Can't wait. I'm in better shape than I maybe was 10 years ago, but my body does not recover as quick as it did 10 years ago. That's the biggest thing with me. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, and I think most 40-somethings would probably agree with that. So uh, this is the time of the show. Where we got to pimp ourselves out because we got to do something for money. <laughs> so, uh, DJ Raytone, where are you at this week? Uh, this week, I am returning to my new residency in Beaufort, Georgia. I will be at the 10 Lizzie's at the Mall of Georgia. Uh, the first two, I was there Cinco de Mayo, and I was there this past Friday. The first two Friday nights have been absolutely bonkers, amazing. Uh, the support's been amazing. And we're trying to do build something big in North Gwinnett uh, behind Tone Tunes, DJ Raytone. And, um... Looking forward to continuing that, and uh, this Saturday I will be DJing a wedding, actually, uh, in Cabbage Town. So, uh, Friday night, 10 Lizzie's, Mall of Georgia, and Saturday night, uh, DJing a wedding in Cabbage Town. So. Y'all go check out 10 Lizzie's on Friday nights, the new home of DJ Raytone on Friday nights. I'm pretty sure we're going to have a podcast going before this weekend, but the Braves are out of town. So the only place I'm at is 92.9 The Game. I'll be pushing buttons for Dukes and Bell Friday afternoon from 2 to 7. I'll be pushing buttons for Around the Big Leagues with Grant McCauley and Kyle Tate. Saturday morning from 9 to 11, I'll be pushing buttons for Sam Crenshaw Sunday morning from 6 to 10. So uh, come check us out. Check us out on iTunes and SoundCloud. Uh, don't forget to share. You can literally text somebody the link to our podcast right. and be like, wow, I just listened to the 400 level for the first time, and I am hooked. <laughs> Check them out. You can text it. You can tweet it. You can Facebook it. Thank you very much to everybody who joined us on Facebook Live, all four of you. We appreciate you. We will have more live shows to come, and we will let you all know about all of those. 
Uh, thanks for following us on Twitter. I'm at Jedi Sports Radio. He's at DJ Raytone. DJ Raytone. Want to thank Deshaun Tate. Want to thank you. Tommy Clark for joining us. We appreciate y'all. The weeks, the weeks clan as well. Thank our uh, our video producers Brian and Marta Weeks. Turn around and get a little shout out to y'all selves. We are nothing without y'all and feedback, and we appreciate y'all being here. Appreciate you being on the internet with us. We appreciate you downloading. We'll see y'all next week. Happy Memorial Day weekend, y'all. Be safe. Cheers.